Hey everybody, welcome to the Bottom Dollar Outdoors podcast, where every blue collar man and woman can have a little fun and get encouraged to get outside. While sitting out here in the barn, we like to tell fishing lies, tall tales about big bucks, and chat about crazy things going on in the outdoor world. Somewhere among all that nonsense, you may learn a thing or two about the great outdoors, so sit back, crack open a cold drink, and enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Bottom Dollar Outdoors podcast. This is episode number seven, and I have something a little bit different for y'all today. Today we're sitting down with my neighbor Will Hutchinson to talk about nighttime hog hunting with night vision optics. Will has been pig hunting with night vision optics for a few years now, and really loves to help landowners take care of the ever-growing problem of land destruction caused by feral hogs. You can find Will on Facebook and Instagram. You can find all the pictures of his hunting adventures there. His handle on Instagram is LiftedTaco11. We're going to kind of ramble on a little bit about everything from hunting hogs, armadillos, guns, duck hunting, and a few more weird things we're going to talk about. This episode is a little bit longer than the past ones, so y'all get comfy, and I hope y'all enjoy the conversation. Talk, we were talking about a minute ago with your um you said this was on Saluda River. What? The, uh, where y'all stuck the pig on the boat? Oh, down there in Santee. Oh, it was on Santee River. Yeah, it was down there in Santee. We was just running dogs. Pig comes out, goes across the river. It ain't nothing like I I ain't never seen nothing like that before <laughs> I did. Would y'all ever get it in a boat? Oh yeah, we got it in a boat. We had to wrap some uh, ropes around it, but uh, it wasn't which it wasn't a big pig, about mm-hmm. 80, 80 pound little boy. But yeah, I'm ready for turkey season to be over, so I can start pulling corn back out. Because right now, it ain't. Uh, it's like I got that one piece of property, and uh, yeah. That guy, he turkey hunts that property. Hey, uh a few people that turkey hunt that property and that's why he his don't want corn to be out because dnr get you for that oh yeah it's got it's supposed to be at what two weeks before the season starts is what they told us so we we don't bring our feeders in we just leave them out there yeah let them run empty mm-hmm. unplug the battery and just let them sit there so it's, everybody's used to them being there for deer yeah. season which I ain't, I ain't even used a deer feeder. I've uh, I, I dug a hole about the size of a steering wheel, about a foot and a half, two foot deep, and uh, poured some corn mixed with Welch's grape juice. I let that sit for about a week in a five gallon bucket before I poured it out. I poured that stuff out and they demolished it. The hole now I could sit in. And I mean, it's well over two foot deep now, and that's sitting there and that's teared up. Mm. And it's just letting it ferment. Yeah, and just letting it stink. I mean, it like I said, it sit, sits in there for a week to two weeks before I pour it out. 
Now, do they eat, like, if you pour out gut piles and stuff like that, will they get in that too? I mean, a pig would eat anything. I, I've been told to eat anything. I know you said, like, when we was talking the other day that, you know, they would eat, if you just gutted another pig and threw it up on a pile, they'll eat it too. I imagine they would. I mean, I've been told that a farm-raised pig will eat anything. You pour anything out there and they'll eat it. It wouldn't surprise me if I don't eat another pig. I know one thing. Them some bitches are strong, too. I, I shot one of about 80 to 100 yards with a 7 mag. Shot dead center of her shoulder, and it toted that bullet another 100 yards. And the reason I say that, we had one, we had some pigs in a pen, mm. and we had a, somebody called a, it looked like a little wild hog, but he bought it at the sale. Yeah. We bought it, brought it back there, and we castrated it, and we put it in that pen, and those sows, they smoked blood, and they were trying to kill it. And uh, I was in there, and I was trying to, I had a two-by-four in my hand. I was whacking them over the head, trying to get them to stop. And one of them sows turned on me, and she turned her head and latched onto my thigh and threw me to the ground. Yeah. She didn't have any tusk or anything, but. That still hurts. I didn't realize how strong My whole thigh was black and blue. It was disgusting looking. But no, it was, um, I was really surprised. But she also weighed about 300 pounds. She wasn't a little pig. Oh, yeah, them big ones, they tear you up in a heartbeat. I was very lucky she didn't have any tusks. She was just a your standard yeah. white pig or whatever mm-hmm. you call her. But she got turned into sausage the next week, so I wasn't <laughs> too worried about it. <laughs> she got what was coming to her. Yeah, it only takes a farm-raised pig. I've always been told it takes them 30 days. You turn them out loose, they'll start growing black hair and tusks. 30 days. Mm. Now, which I don't know if that's true or not, but that's why I've always been told. I imagine that probably is true. It's just like cats, you know, after one generation, they're back to being feral. Mm-hmm. And... They they kill just about anything they can find. Oh yeah. So when did you? How long have you been doing this? When did you start? A guy that I know. He was doing guided hunts. He lives in Belton, and uh, by I'd say two, maybe three years, something like that. Uh. He took me on a guided hunt. I seen I seen how it was, and uh, I fell in love with it. Right? I mean, there just ain't nothing like it. I love it. I I rode hog hunt and duck hunt more than I would deer hunt. Mm-hmm. And uh, after after that, it was over. <laughs> I, I just fell in love with it. No. Did when you went on your guided hunt? Did you go with dogs then, or did you use the same no, just setup? Not, just night vision, night vision and thermal. Man, that's... now you said you use the standard night vision. Yeah, I just use night vision. You don't use a thermal. No, I'm looking into getting a thermal scanner because with a thermal, I mean, you can see pigs. You can make out a pig pretty well, but like a coyote with a thermal. A hundred yards, you can tell it's a dog. Is it a lab or is it a coyote? Night vision, you can tell. Either you can tell exactly what it is, but with like coyote, you can't tell nothing. But it's a dog. Mm-hmm. You can't tell exactly what it is. So you're just gonna use the scanner basically while you're sitting there to look around. 
Yeah. See if there's something out there so having an eye down your scope. Yeah, you can sit there and scan. Oh, there's a coyote. Pick up the gun. Shit. Or mm-hmm. vice versa with a pig. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking into getting me a thermal scanner for sure. No, a lot of people, they have that, um, hear that chunk around in the <laughs> microphone. Um, no, a lot of people now are using those little thermal handheld units whenever they're tracking a deer. Oh, yeah. And track blood with them now. Especially if it's within the first hour of shooting. Mm-hmm. And it, supposedly you can track it, find your blood spots a little bit faster that way and get started and then you can find your trail. That's a pretty cool idea. Um, I know I've always thought about why they never used that until here recently started using that FLIR stuff. Which... Leopold, they have a. It's like it's like it's almost it's like a little. It's about the size of a little maybe a two C maglite. It's a little small handheld thermal. It looks like almost like a flashlight. And uh, they're running right now for around six, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's I'm looking at getting one of them. They say they last I think ten hours on mm-hmm. run time. Is it hooked to your phone or? No, you just look through it. You oh. just hold it up in front of your eye, and you can sit there and scan the fields, and or use it however you want. I wonder what's the range on it. How far can you think they say you can see with it? I've been told various things. I've been told three hundred, six hundred. I ain't ever looked it up to see. I know FLIR. They have a camera that you can attach to an iPhone or an Android phone. And it sits on top, and you can use it and look around. But I don't know what the distance is on it. Well, see, like that scope on that gun right there, I can sit there and have it on a tripod and have it aimed at my corn pile, go back to my truck, and sit there and look on my phone. And whatever walks in front of that scope, it'll show up on my phone. How far can you be from it? I don't. I don't know how far. I've never. I've never tried it. I was told when I got that scope that I could do that. So I'm just going by hearsay. Okay. So is it does it is it Wi-Fi or is it cellular? Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. So well, you got Wi-Fi on it, but I assume it's cellular because it it have to be to transmit it that far. Yeah. Because I know they make those trail cameras now that you can put a SIM card in. Spy point. Spy yeah. point, and you can go walk. You know. You know, we'll go sit at your house and just yeah. sit there and wait till something comes in the field. And... I got three of them. <laughs> and then they got the ones that have the like a network. You have one main one in the center, and you put all your yep. other ones around it, and then that one transmits. Yeah, I think Cuddy Back came out one like that. I'm pretty sure it was. That's a pretty neat setup. It cuts down on having to have multiple cards. Yeah, which I mean, for hog hunting, show cameras best ever but i think far as like deer hunting i wish i would never came out with them because people sit there well there ain't no deer in the area how do you know there could be a 150 inch 10 point walking right behind that camera you Mm -hmm. never know it just don't want to come to the corn yeah they usually anytime you have a corn pile and they learn what it is they'll skirt it Mm -hmm. kind of just get down when it smell look back at it the only time that I've ever seen where trail cameras work really well for deer is you put them on trails, like yeah. a trail camera, but you find a good path where you know they're coming from. Yeah, or scrapes, something like that. Where you know that butt's going to go. But it, it, like you said, if it's around a a um, corn pile, 
those bucks, they know what's going on. They're going to skirt that, get downwind. There's a doe there. They might come into view late in the season if they're hungry. But after rut, they'll probably might come up here and eat. But that's about yeah with them. Uh, it just it gets your hopes up for. I mean, you may get it, you may not, but I mean, I'd rather not use them for deer hunting. <laughs> now with hog hunting, they're pretty much gonna go right to the food source and don't care about anything else. I mean, a pig. I mean, they'll go like like we was talking about earlier. A pig eat just about anything. <laughs> so I mean, you, especially you put something out like corn. And there ain't not no other food source around besides grass or whatever else I want to eat leaves stuff like that. I mean they're gonna come to it. Now I mean if you got a soybean field and fifty yard front you put a corn pile, they may be in the soybeans. They may be at your corn. You never know. Mm-hmm. Have you um went to any of the local breweries yet? No. You went and got any of their extra stuff to the bread factory. No, I, that, that's a good idea, though. I need to. Yeah, because they, they give that all the scraps away. Uh, if they sell it, it's dirt cheap. I think I can't remember. Um, you know, a lot of the hog farmers, they go up to a bread company, and they'll just go buy all the expired bread, and they'll put fill up a whole truckload for like 20 bucks. Yeah. And I know some breweries, they'll give you their scrap grain and stuff like that for almost next yeah. to nothing. And it's fermented and already done, and it's, it's poured out there. It's got to be cheaper than buying corn. I'm looking at, I'm trying to find somewhere, someone to where I can buy, like, grapes, watermelon. It ain't got to be good or anything. But stuff like that, cantaloupes, potatoes, something like that. I mean, like I said, it ain't got to be good. I just want something I can pour out besides just corn. Mm-hmm. That, um, check into the winery up here, uh, Fort Shoals, whenever they do their, when they bottle, I think they bottle once a month or so talk to them see if you can get their old mash and grape holes because it's like i said it's not full grapes but yeah it's already been fermented and got that smell to it nice and sweet still oh yeah bunch of drunk hogs walking around <laughs> make them easy to, easy target well it's i i got uh idea i came up with i'm gonna start trying to use like uh syrup because it's so sweet, has all that sugar in it. Mm-hmm. I imagine that. I mean, you let that settle into the ground. Yeah. I, I imagine you yeah, almost symbolize like a salt lick. Mm-hmm. I'll say I know a lot of the, that. Um, you know that stuff you buy in a jug. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's got molasses in it. Yeah. It's real sticky, and you pour mm-hmm. it on a stump. They'll eat the damn stump out of the ground. Pig oil. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what they call it. That stuff's hot though. Yeah. Hey y'all, if y'all happen to need a break a little bit from the outdoors talking stuff that you get on my channel, and you may be interested into some of the more abstract thoughts from the outdoors, if you like talking about cryptids, if you like talking about UFOs, if you like talking about true crime and local lore from here in the southeast, guys go over and check out the Backwoods Barcast. Nick and Brittany, they have a very entertaining show, you'll laugh your ass off the whole time you're listening. It's a good time. So guys, go over and check them out again. That's the Backwoods Barcast. You can find them on Apple Podcast and all the other major directories. Tell them I send them your way. Hope you guys enjoy their podcast, and let's get back to my show. I know one thing is spooky is, uh, and you wouldn't think about it, but one of the noisiest animals out there just walking is an armadillo. 
Oh yeah, because they're constantly digging yeah. in the grass and they're they're clumsy looking, bouncing around. Sitting there, I sit there in the deer stand, blind. I thought it was a deer walking. In. It's still dark out. It was way before shooting light. I'm sitting there, thinking there's a deer right under my stand. I get a little mag light and I shine down and blame armadillo at the base of the tree, sitting there scratching around. <laughs> So it's more, it's a little bit more noisy than a squirrel, huh? Very. <laughs> I mean, you can tell the difference between a squirrel and a deer. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what it was. I I know it wasn't a squirrel because squirrels weren't out of their nest yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, yeah, that's right. Armadillos are nocturnal. Yeah. So he's running around in the middle of the night. Which I got one. I took a video of a few years back. I was turkey hunting, and uh. I was sitting on a creek bottom. I kept on hearing something in a creek. Like, it was down there at the water splashing around. I walk over there and I peek over the edge. There's an armadillo. I I, got, I actually got a video of it. There's an armadillo just sitting there walking around. <laughs> well, what, how long, I mean, no, it's all, armadillos are off topic, but when was the first time you seen one? I seen one down in Iva about six years ago. That's about the first time I ever seen one. It was laying on the side of the road, and I was just like, what the hell was that? I was like, I know that ain't what I thought it was. And I went, I turned around, I come back, sure enough, somebody ran one over. I seen my first one a few years back up here on 25, right mm-hmm. there at the hot spot. I guess that coming out of that field. Mm-hmm. It was laying right there, and uh, that's that's where it started. I started seeing them there, and I started seeing them over here next to the home. I haven't seen one around here yet. I know they're around. I ain't ran into one. The only abnormal thing I've ran into around here has been that when we heard that bear out here that night. Yeah. Growl or huffing and growling. That was pretty intimidating because I've seen scat, bear scat, and bear tracks. Yeah. Especially over here on this hill over here. And uh, that's they used to bring the cubs down in the springtime. They follow the Saluda River down. Mm-hmm. And to get them away from the boars. But now, I guess with all the people building those huge subdivisions up in the mountains and stuff, they don't have nowhere to go. No, they... Look at all the trees they're cut around here. They cut how many acres? 400 plus acres they clear cut around here? Yeah, in just three weeks, it was all gone. Yeah. I woke up one morning and heard them cutting trees and went around the road and that whole... This whole hillside, this is the first time I've ever been able to stand at my parents' house and see the landfill. Yeah. I can sit over there, well the house right down the street i can look kind of diagonal back this way towards the house here and i can see the top of the map or the trash mountain over at the landfill yep. now whenever you're, you're you said that you you've been have you been, you said you've been hog hunting with dogs yes so what's your take on that and why do you don't choose to do it just don't have the room for the dogs or don't like hunting with dogs what's the what's your take on that i mean that's a touchy subject because a lot of people get pissed off mm-hmm on what I think. Like people say it don't scare deer off. People say it does. And then like with that AR, I can sit there and I got a thirty round mag. I can kill up to thirty pigs. That's a lot I mean I may not. I may still get four or five but you turn your dogs loose, you may get two. But I mean, I can take down a whole lot more with that gun, I think, than with dogs. And plus, that thing right there, I ain't got to feed. I just got to put bullets on it. Hmm. I ain't got to worry about 
vet bills. I ain't got to worry about getting cut up. Makes sense. I mean, so it's just a preference thing. It's yeah. If you like to enjoy getting out there with your dogs like anybody that runs coons with dogs. Yeah, exactly. It's just a preference thing. Yeah, that's almost like the 6.5 Creedmoor subject. I mean, oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we talked about that the other day. Yeah. The, the, yeah, that's a whole, that's a wasp nest to get into. With yeah, that pr- it's pretty much, it's the same thing, because I know guys around here that run dogs. I mean, I mean, if that's what you like to do, more power to you, but I just ain't trying to have a vet bill or feeding them. Like I said, I pay for that. It's mm-hmm. over. Yeah, and then you got to think, especially, I know for a fact that dogs affect turkeys. I mean, just we used to have people coon hunting here, and you couldn't. This it, it, message, you know, turkeys are finicky anyway. A thunderstorm oh, yeah. rolls through; it just it completely affects their. If they're up all night and they're yeah. skittish, and something keeps them up, they're not going to respond the next day. They may leave the area for a couple of days and come back. It's got to affect deer in some way. Um, you know, you got people running through the woods and dogs. There's deer especially your old bucks oh yeah especially if the people hunt the same area a few nights a week those bucks will be like all right it might not be the fact that dogs scare them but just the activity you know buck old bucks they want their own solitude they're going oh, yeah. to a different area and go away for a while which you put in your sin everywhere too mm-hmm. and yep. anyone knows that deer hunts i mean you gotta spray down good you gotta i mean you can't have your scent you can't go wash your clothes in laundry detergent mm-hmm. that you get from Bilo or something. Yep. And then go deer hunting and expect to kill a giant. <laughs> Which, I mean, you got to play the wind, but still. Yeah. That, that Especially hunting in close quarters. Yeah. If you're hunting big fields, it's usually yeah. not as important as long as you're playing the wind right. But, yeah, in close quarters. And over the time, you know, I used to, I got all that soap and stuff sitting over there that I used to wash and all in. But even when... I don't use it, and I'm just wanting to go hunting. I usually don't try to worry about it too much. Because yeah. I learned, especially back here, you don't know where the deer's going to come from. If they come from the field, they might come from the creek. If say the mm. you still have like 360 degrees, that you, or the wind's blowing a 60-degree cone one direction, you still have the rest of that mm. around you, the other 300 degrees that they might come from. Which, say, like right now, I wash all our clothes in scent killer. Mm-hmm. And uh, it ain't just because deer hunting. A pig, they'll pick you up and catch your wind fast as good as a coyote. Really? I didn't know I didn't know they were... They can't see worth a crap at night. I mean, they can see, but nothing compared to a deer or anything like that. They can't see that well, but they can hear extremely well, and they got a nose. I mean, their nose, I mean, that's why they root around and stuff. I mean, they smell stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, uh, well, yeah. As you can tell, I've never been high, so I don't know a whole lot about them, so yeah. I'm glad you're telling me that. I always thought you could just go. I mean, if the wind's right, you can kill anything, yeah. but I've always washed all my clothes in scent killer. I'm wanting to get Ozonics. Okay, and this, how does that work? It kills all your scent. Uh, if you're in a deer stand, you put it above, you turn it on. It's small. It's a little bit smaller than a laptop. You hang it above you, and it puts like a cone over you. It kills all your scent. So the wind completely. It could be blowing straight towards the corn pile. The deer ain't gonna smell you. 
Huh. So the I guess they consider that ozone that it puts yeah. out and stops your scent. Yeah, it kills it. So I mean, you, I can wear what I'm wearing right now and go out there. If deer don't save me, I can kill deer. Well, is that the same company that has a thing that has the bag that you can put all your stuff in and plug the, it in your car? And scent, I think Scent Lock came out with that. There's so many companies out there that's coming out with new stuff now. It's hard to keep up with them. But uh, well, I'm glad I, that's something new. I didn't. I did not realize that they were so scent sensitive. You know, like turkeys, they don't give two shits about scent. Yeah, a turkey ain't gonna care, but a pig, a deer, they care. Oh yeah, and fooling those with deer is almost impossible. You can. I know they used to have that acorn. I used to use the acorn scented cover stuff. Oh, yeah. It smelled like syrup, like you talked about earlier. It smelled like syrup. Oh, that's the armadillo you were talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're ugly little things, man. Uh, I hate them. I don't know if they finally just made their way from Georgia across the river or somebody brought them over here and let them out to, for whatever stupid reason. I don't know why in the world you let them out. Well, I don't know why you'd let out, go catch a pig and bring it over here either, but I know some guys that I have. Yeah, and that's now highly illegal. Mm-hmm. That and coyotes, too. The tra- well, in South Carolina, transporting any mammal from mm-hmm. one area to another and releasing it is illegal. I know that was something I run into with trapping because we used to take, um, you can still do it, but say you catch live coyotes and take them to running pens and selling the live coyote for them to run. You actually got now, used to you could just do it free, whatever. You go back and forth, back and forth, and just release them and, uh, to those guys. Now you have to call DNR, give them your permit number, who you're taking to, their permit number, how many, and then you got to take them to them and release them, and they got to, you know, got to record all of it. Cause they, all for records. All for records, because if you take them and just release them somewhere else, and now they they don't like that. And it's the same thing as like if you go to somebody's house to catch raccoons in their yard. Yeah. You're supposed in the state of South Carolina. You're supposed to euthanize that animal. Uh, you're not supposed to take it, you know, to a park and release it because of one uh, competition for food and habitat, and two spread of diseases, rabies, things like that. So they they put a complete stop to transporting mammals completely. And so, but then you got hogs and. People like here, somebody was to come and say, hey, I got a couple of hogs. You want to put them on your place to hunt, drop them off. Then all your neighbors have hogs now, too. Oh, yeah, they can breed. I think it's three, four, it's three or four times a year. And they can have anywhere from, I think, six to, if I ain't mistaken, 12, 15 piglets, something like that. Mm-hmm. Three times a year, so just do 10 piglets three times a year and three. how do how do they usually do is it usually happen to have boar or sow or just you don't know nobody you, really knows you don't know it's like a deer you, you just don't know so in your opinion whenever you're whenever you kill a pig would you rather kill a sow sow or a boar sow okay and why is that you think the sows because they can reproduce so fast or uh but a boar could. I, I've not always been told like if you kill a boar, you gotta go up and cut the nuts off as soon as you kill it, or the meat will taste gamey and all that stuff. I've always been told that, which I don't 
I'd rather not eat them. I'd rather not deal with them. Yeah. I'd rather and, give them away if anyone would want them or anything like that. Uh, we were talking about that the other day about parasites and things like yeah. that, and they're nasty. A lot of people love wild hog. They love to eat it, and they, a lot of places you can donate them. Um, I just like you. I think you said where you Harper's. I believe mm-hmm. you said they, you got you can donate them there, right? But you got to be skinned, gutted. You got to skin them and gut them and everything like that. And I just ain't, I ain't gonna deal with it unless I get bad hard for food, which way it's going now, you may. Yeah, hey, that is one good thing about them. They're almost an unlimited food resource. Yeah, if you got bullets or dogs or anything, you can get a pig. Yep. And, you know, I'm all about, you know, not deer hunting, you know. You got to follow the law and all that. So there's no limit on pigs and coyotes. And I know a lot of people out west love coyote sausage. I ain't, I ain't eating a damn coyote. <laughs> I, I ain't eating no damn coyote. It's like bobcat. I can't wrap my head around eating bobcat, but apparently it's delicious mountain lion bobcats all delicious too it's all white meat you go to a chinese restaurant who knows what you're gonna eat <laughs> well we can get on the chinese subject right now what everything is going on hell they they say this all this going on right now came from bats yeah that's what i've been taught it came from bats because i know when i was working doing wildlife control and removing bats you had to wear a full respirator mm-hmm. just because of the diseases they spread through their feces mm-hmm. all kinds of lung diseases and stuff and they're nasty creatures, very beneficial, but very nasty too. When I was, shoot, I was eye high with a grasshopper before my dad got sick. He went and uh, he caught two bats. He had, I don't know how he done it, but he had them under, he had one under a five gallon bucket and the other one under a five gallon bucket. I don't know how he caught them, but he did. And me being small, I had like little play hockey sticks, little stuff lying around. He put a hockey stick on its wing, and he sat there and he let me look at it, but I never touched or nothing. But them are some ugly little bastards. <laughs> they are. They're creepy looking, and they got some chompers on them. Be yeah, so they tiny. Do. They look like a. They're very similar. Look like a fox. Yeah. In the face, it's like mm-hmm. a winged little tiny fox. Which I've always been told, like if you get bit by one, it feels like a mosquito bite because their teeth are so sharp and so small mm-hmm. that you can't tell that you got bit by them. Yeah, I mean, you would literally have to pick one up to get bit by it. Yeah, they're, I don't, I wouldn't see them trying to attack you or not. Which... No, and even because they're, from what I understand about them, rabies doesn't affect them. It's kind of like a raccoon. Rabies really mm-hmm. doesn't affect them like it does other mammals. They're a carrier, and only... From the data that I know, only a percent of a percent of them actually carry rabies. So it's very rare you're gonna run into rabies. But I don't like I said I don't think they would even attack you because they don't show the same symptoms. Yeah. Um, but this the other stuff you gotta worry about the toxoplasmosis, the stuff like that that they carry mm-hmm. in their feces. The they have a flesh eating bacteria that you can get if you handle it. They're really nasty. So if you get them in your house, it it sucks. Yeah. And I know hogs, they carry a lot of parasites and things like that. Um, I know there was a man that used to process hogs, was doing it without gloves, had an open cut on yep. his hand and got the blood. And yep, he died. Died from a brain parasite. Which I've seen and I've, I've seen it and I've been told, I mean, people go and they run dogs 
And when I go up to stab them, the blood comes out black. That right there, like if I shoot one and I say black blood, that pig's on lighter. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't touching it. No, and I've seen, I like I said, I've seen that thing on Facebook, um, where those people are trying to kill them with rat poison, and they go to skin it out, and all the fat on the inside of the hog was blue or green, and the hog, the the rat poison that they were putting out wouldn't even kill the hog. Mm-mm. And they're never seen anything that stubborn to die in my life, but these things they're they're almost a, as far, unless you shoot them or stab them, they're almost unkillable. Yep. That's... I've seen them take down full-grown dogs before. Which, like that one that I killed, it didn't have no ears. Someone had called it. Cut its ears off. So tell me why they do that. They, I've been told they do it because they don't like guys that run dogs. And uh, they cut their ears off because they don't like guys that run dogs. And you cut the ears off. What's the, what's the dog go after? They go after the ears. Mm-hmm. You'll walk up on a bunch of dead dogs because they ain't got nothing to grab a hold of. And yeah, at that point, the only thing they got to go for is the jowls or feet. Yeah. And that leaves his head to swing around. Yeah. So, I mean, which that pig, the it could have been cut. They've been cut, they could have got ripped off from fighting. But I've been told several times because I've asked several people why, and they've all said that people cut them off when they're babies, so when they get bigger, people that run dogs can't can't catch them. Hmm. They'll, you'll walk up on a bunch of dead dogs lying there, or wounded dogs with no pee. I wonder. I've never heard of it, but I wonder if coyotes could go go after piglets. A coyote. Yeah, I, I could see it. A piglet, yeah. I don't think they're going to mess with a full-grown sow. Or I've, caught, I've caught piglets before. I was squirrel hunting, me and my buddy down there in Abbeville, and uh, I had a 20-gauge with just high brass, and, and he had a 22. We were just squirrel hunting. We was, like I said, I mean, we was little. We, and, uh... We was walking down there. We thought it was a cow stood up, a, like a calf. Uh-uh, it was a pig. He said, shoot it. I shot with that 20-gauge. All he seen was dust fly off her ass. <laughs> it doesn't make her mad. Yeah, he shot it with a 22. It took off. We never found it. But when she stood up, there was still afterbirth on her ground of piglets. We was running up there grabbing piglets left and right. We was putting them in our jackets, putting them everywhere we could. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... So, or I don't know if this... Are pigs born with their eyes closed? I don't know. I would think. I don't know if they're or not. So I have to look that one up. I would... So this ain't like the Joe Rogan podcast. I can't ask somebody over there to look it up for me while I'm talking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if it is or not. I would say that probably, I mean, if it's like a deer. Well, a deer, they're born with their eyes eyes open. open. Yeah, Yeah. because of predators, because they're up and walking within five minutes. Yeah, but I seen a a coyote take down a baby pig in a heartbeat. That's like taking down a small dog. Mm -hmm. If they can get past the mama, they they can have them. Yeah, I've heard that Sal, she's about as protective as a damn bear when it comes to her piglets. You catch a sow, 
with some piglets, you better find you a tree to go up. To run you up it. Yeah, she'll run you up it. That's mm-hmm. something with a boy. They'll run you. Now, um, you know, so you know you carry your the the new you got the new three hundred blackout, and you had the two forty three before that. Do you you said you like to carry a sidearm too? I do. I don't at the moment. I got rid of the one I have. Mm-hmm. I'm looking into getting another one. But like, if I still had the two forty, like if I was hunted with the two forty three, I still would have a sidearm because you one shot. It's a bolt action. That I got a thirty round mag under it. Mm-hmm. And that's a high fired rifle. And the flashlight. Yeah. So I mean if I sit there with a mag light and sit there if something running at me, I can just sit there as fast as I pull that trigger. I'ma have more bullets in that thing than I would a pistol anyway. Yep. And as a matter of fact, um last week's episode was I was going over which would be the one I recorded yesterday, but last week's episode was going over the handguns we was talking about my favorite gun, the Glock twenty. Yeah. That ten millimeter. Yeah. So you actually have double the rounds now than what even you would have in that, even though it's got yeah. a good knockdown power. Yeah. Which I mean, I ain't really hunting in woods. I'm hunting fields. So I mean you're you're gonna see something coming mm-hmm. way before it gets on top of you. I know you told me that though when you went out there yeah. and you had the one come up. Yeah. You was out there, you was looking for one, and that, that one come up on That you? boy that I was telling you about that first got me into hunting, or hunting hogs at night, he shot one with a 300 blackout. And I had my 45 with me. And I done laid down my night vision setup because you could hear it running towards you. And at this point, I'm sitting with a mag like my 45. And uh, it came in right at five foot from us. We followed, we went from where he shot it and we followed the blood and the blood, it stopped five foot from where we were sitting. We could sit there and hear it panting and trying to, trying to breathe. And uh, like, we didn't move, but he sat there and he said, don't turn that light on. And that's where I, that's where I get it that pigs can't see it well because we're sitting five foot from it. It it turned and went the other way. But if I would have turned that light on, he said that the pig could have came after us because he would have seen us. Mm-hmm. So that's where I get that pigs can't really see that well. We five foot from us and he turned and went the other way. So, mm-hmm. but that that that's pretty scary. And that's kind of why I was talking about having to, well, I like to have a sidearm with me when I'm in the field. If I now, from now on, I know if I'm hunting somewhere that there's hogs, I need to take a bigger pistol than that little 20 Magnum I carry. I mean, you carry a 40, which you can kill a big with a 9 millimeter. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I like a 40, 45, or 10 millimeter, 357, something like that. But, like, with that night vision, in the woods, Unless you got a thermal scanner and you let's say you got a corn pile in the woods and you got a decent opening, you're you'll be good. But like with that illuminator, it lights up all the woods. It just it you can't really see past the woods. Like if there's a wood line, there's a pig thirty yards on the inside of it, 
it lights up the woods on the edge, but you can't really see into the woods that well. Unless it hits his eyes. Yeah, if it hits his eyes, you'll be able to see it. Yeah, I know that was one thing with using infrared, the mm. eyes pop. Yeah, and when I go hunting at night, if I had a 22, you'd be amazed at the rabbits I can bring home. <laughs> them fields are loaded with them. Yeah. You don't get to see them much during the day, but the rabbits are something that's making a big comeback that I've noticed. Uh, especially now that the coyote population is kind of balanced out you know, from which, where, when they first came here. Which I love coyote hunting just because it's, it's a competition because the coyote is hard. Mm-hmm. They're hard to kill. They're smart, man. Yeah, they, very, they learn quick. That that takes you back to like when I was talking about scent killing. Mm-hmm. You better spray down. You better have that wind right. Yep. Because if they get the least little bit, they're gone. Or they hear? Because I know I was going to shoot one back here, and he was only he was over hundred yards away. It was dead quiet, was right at dark, and there's no way he knew I was there. Yep. I had the gun pointed at him and was in edge of the wood, and I could see him down the road and as soon as i clicked the safety yeah. off he heard it and was gone and he did he as soon as i clicked it he looked my way he got me he was gone it, the wind was blowing in my face mm-hmm. that's how wily i guess they call wily coyotes for a reason and they're yep. gone and trapping them once you if you're in an area and you catch one or two they know what your sets look like they know what to look for and you ain't gonna catch anymore for another year you either change your tactics up, and like you said, scent control is paramount whenever you're trapping coyotes. I think scent control, that has a lot to do with any kind of hunting, really. Mm-hmm. Like I said, except for turkey hunting. That's yeah, turkeys. And the number one thing with turkey hunting is being still. Yeah, if you're still, Cause, you're good. Yeah, because I've killed them wearing blue jeans and a t-shirt. Because they see color like we do, from what I understand. You know, deer seeing a different range of color. The turkeys, they say they see similar to what we do. Mm-hmm. So it's mainly movement. So they can, I've had them pick out me behind a bush. They can pick out the difference in whatever camo pattern I'm using. If it don't match what I'm hunting in the background, they can pick that up. And they'll be like, that don't look right. And they're gone. They'll put yeah. and they're gone. And I know they didn't see me because I'm, all you see is the top of my eyes over that yeah. top of that thing. But just they pick out the difference in color from the background. They're gone. Now, have you done hog hunting from the ground in the blind? Yes, uh, which with that guy, we never gotten a deer stung, never gotten a grandma. All scan fields, we see pigs, we make a stalk on. We walk up, getting ranges around 100, anywhere from 150 to up to 20 yards. Mm-hmm. And used to the point, like, if he had a trail camera, you could see us click the infrared lights on in the camera. Like, when you go to look at the camera, you could see the lights shining mm-hmm. into the camera. We was that close, and uh, we never got in deer staring nothing. I mean, you, that I like doing it, but you talking about spooky. <laughs> uh, that's Just spooky. walk around in complete darkness? Yeah, which that's where a thermal comes into hand. Mm-hmm. You have a good thermal, you're, you're set pretty much. Yeah. Now, you was talking about using electronics for you know whenever you coyote hunting now does electronics say using calls and stuff like that does that make a difference for what, hog hunting i mean i've seen a academy like a grunt tube or whatever for hogs i've never used them i've I just either scan fields or pull corn out 
I wonder if, because you said you're using these fields and stuff now, you can't use corn. If you use some like piglets in distress calls and things like that, if that would help bring them in. I don't know if it would or not. I've been told right now they're breeding. So I don't know. I was told by a guy yesterday he'd seen more pigs in one setup, not last night, not before that, than he has in a long time because they're breeding right now. Which his son killed a big boar. And, uh, but I've, I've never used no electronic calls, hog hunt, which I, that comes back to where at maple syrup, you can't pour corn out, but maple syrup is not corn. I don't see that effect in a turkey. A turkey ain't going to mess with maple syrup, I don't think anyways. Yeah. So I'm going to try that. If hunt, if I could find a good hookup for honey, that'd be where it's at. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, anything likes honey. Honey is expensive, though. Yeah, that's why I'm not getting That's why I'm going with maple syrup. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because um, you can buy that maple syrup, the what they call off, yeah. off done. It's not yeah. grade A maple syrup. You can buy that fairly cheap or peanut butter. Yeah. You can buy, um, I know down here at the gas station, they sell those buckets of peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And they used to, they didn't sell enough folks. They quit selling it, but they still got some left. Get a hold of that guy. And get the number and see if you can buy some of them. I know they'll eat that too. Oh yeah, they eat it. Which see, I ain't. I I went. I was told back when I was younger. I was told get a peanut butter jar, drill this, drill it onto a tree and cut the bottom out, and deer come lick it out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they will. Yeah, I put a truck camera on. I got a cone up there, and he twisted <laughs> the thing off and took off with the whole thing. So. <laughs> Got his head stuck in it somewhere. And yeah. <laughs> they got dead coon laying somewhere with a peanut butter jar over his head. If I could find it, I'd have that thing European mounted just, <laughs> just for shits and giggles. It, they, um, like you said, you can use anything for bait. So you have to kind of figure out, you know, turkeys like seeds and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the DNR regulations are as far as what you can consider turkey bait that you could use right now. That's why I'm leaning towards maple syrup. I don't see... I mean, I don't see a turkey going after maple syrup. It ain't no kind. Of, it, it's not a seed. It's a liquid. Mm-hmm. And uh, they don't smell that well, from what I understand. So they're yeah. not just gonna walk up to yeah. it and check it out. And you know, I've, if you had a deal where turkeys were already around there, I could see an issue with it. But I would, like, I would definitely talk to a just call up a game warden and ask him if you can use it. If it would interfere with what you're doing well like that video i showed you earlier with that turkey strutting mm-hmm. there's so many turkeys over there i guess pull corn out three days i have two three thousand pictures on my car on my camera over 50 percent would be turkeys yeah which right now or before those grouped up together i don't know how they are now they should have already it's getting about that time they yeah. should have broke off from yeah. their bachelor groups and be spread out with their ends. Mm-hmm. That's what's the whole deal with the reason they changed the turkey seasons. I went over that and I think that was episode one I went through with that and talked about it. And they're trying to give them their time to breed and everything before you start hunting them. Which kind of takes the fun out of the turkey yeah. hunting. But Maybe we'll get some desperate toms back in there. Now, so, you know, what are the regulations as far as hog hunting? Let's talk about that for a minute. Night hunting, what you can use, what you can't use, those kind of things. 
for one, you have to register the property that you hunt. You got to go on DNR website, register it. Yep. So they know that you're not down there shooting deer. Yep. So this, this is South Carolina law. Just want to let everybody know that this is just here in South Carolina. Yeah. You have to register. If you're hog hunting or coyote hunting at night, you have to register it. And, uh, I mean, you can use night vision, thermal, stuff like that. What kind of firearm regulation? I know there was a firearm regulation they put in. I mean, I'm using a two forty three and a three hundred blackout. I know a lot of guys that's using three oh eights, six point five Creedmoors, three hundred blackout, two forty threes. But you can't. Is it, is it, you can use only center fire, right? You can't use rim I, fire. I don't know about rim fire. I have to look that up and put that in there, but in the show notes, I know. Uh, Doing predator control, like coyote hunting, I believe you can't use rimfire at night. But there, there's some weird regulations in there about what kind of guns you can't. This the way they word things yeah. in the book is you gotta go over it with a fine tooth comb. Mm-hmm. I know. Same thing with using ba- different baits for different types of fishing. It's oh, yeah. it's confusing because one one section of the book will say you can do this, and the next section will say, well, oh, this overrides that. You can't do this. Mm-hmm. But. but. We yep. got a we got a ticket one night because I know you can use live herring for trolling and striper mm-hmm. fishing, but you can't use them on jugs. And in some lakes, if the lake is not considered a natural breeding ground for herring, you can't use them at all, except for unless they're cut. So it's back and forth, and I'm sure that I've heard the night hunting's that way too. I mean, I like I said, I know guys that use a lot of center fire rifles, anything from a two two three up to a. 308 anything in between i mean i know guys that use them i've i ain't really talked to too many guys that use 22s or anything like that but i mean as long as you register the property on a dnr website and let them know i mean you ought to be good but i would look into that about rimfire and you you was talking to last time we spoke about using air rifles wasn't it you was talking about using the pellet rifles? I'm trying to think back. I mean, I know some guys that's used night vision with pellet rifles for like shooting rats and stuff in a barns and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Which, I mean, I've seen people shoot pigs with a pellet rifle. Them new pellet rifles I got now travel just as fast as. Hey, they travel faster if you're shooting a subsonic 300 blackout pellet gun shoots faster. Yeah, they make them. Damn, they make those things all the way up to what 40 caliber now. Yeah, 45, I think. That's a that's a hell of a pellet rifle. You can kill a deer with it for oh, sure. Yeah. My, I have a friend of mine in Montana. He's that's something he's learning because he does traditional archery. Yeah. Now he's getting into use air rifles for deer hunting. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a it's pretty impressive. Quiet get out there and do your thing that's the way it's going and have you seen the new uh, limbless crossbows limbless crossbows they don't have a cross like a bow style yeah front on them they use recoiled springs now and it's streamlined it looks like a rifle with two big barrel or coils up front yeah and uh uses like i said use a carbon fiber uh, spring steel coiled spring in there and they're shooting four or five hundred feet per second now i've seen that new thing i got out now it shoots i think you get like five six shots off it 
It has air in it and it shoots an arrow. Yeah, the air bows. I've seen uh, that. That's badass. I, it is, but I was one. I mean, I've heard bits and pieces of it, but can you use that during bow season? That's kind of a hot topic. It's just it's it takes the whole argument between using crossbows during archery season to a whole new level because mm-hmm. you know a lot of archers that use compound bows or even traditional archery absolutely hate use people that use crossbows during bow season yeah. it takes the fun out of it or the sport out of it they say which i mean no raven crossbows they're guaranteed out of the box to shoot a three inch group at 100 yards mm-hmm. so i mean it is a little different but then you got people who you know can't pull back a bow have injuries and things like that and use that i understand yeah um, i'm all for you know, using traditional archery compound bows, and I've used crossbows for deer hunting. It just gives you more time as far as your season goes. As long as it's legal, I'm fine with it. Yeah. My argument is that archery season should be archery season. You should use archery equipment. And then you take the air bow, that adds a whole nother level to it. But it's still archery because it's shooting an air. Yeah, but it's using a propellant, air. Then you got, like I said, now you got this new style crossbow that doesn't have limbs but it uses yeah. springs it shoots an arrow at 500 feet per second that's insane and like i said it's streamlined so you can just but anywhere you can use a rifle now you don't have to yeah. worry about your limbs hitting anything just throw it up a scope pull the trigger and it's gone and it's a whole i'm sure like that air bow or whatever you get five six shots out of it so if you got your quiver air sitting beside you it's nothing to shoot grab a null and throw it down the tube and shoot again mm-hmm. you can get a shot off a whole lot faster than you could a crossbow yep and then uh the new thing another new thing i've seen is companies coming out with automatic reloading in other words you don't you have a stack of arrows or a stack of bolts in your crossbow and all you do is you shoot and you pull, pull a lever back pull a lever back and it reloads it cocks and everything you got another so you're talking taking you know 30 40 seconds to cock your uh crossbow down to what 10 maybe pull that thing back and you're ready to shoot again Heck, like I said, that's another, the, that archery stuff is going crazy. And speaking of that, relating about the hog hunting, have you done archery hunting at night? Is no, it, I know some boys that have. They Them scopes like that one I have on AR, they have mounted them on crossbows, and they're shooting pigs at night with crossbows. I've seen that. But, I mean, I ain't chasing no blind pig if I can help it. No, not at night. It's kind of, I don't know, understand if you're there, if you're hunting them, archery style to hunt them during the daytime stalk, spot and stalk and you want to shoot them with a bow crossbow that's fine but if you're out there at night you're not only working you know to shoot pigs for fun you're there to basically eradicate as many as you can that's that's what i do i mean i'm there to get rid of them yeah or to try to get rid of them but yeah they breed so fast and yeah, unless people just all of a sudden everybody gets into it, yeah, it's kind of a losing battle everywhere in the country that they're at. I mean, I shoot them, try to make neck headshots. Everyone, mm-hmm. I try to kill as many as I can. Pig anything from a three to a five pound piglet up to a three hundred pound boar. If it comes in the field, I'm pulling the trigger on it. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it is. You're I mean, not trophy hunting. No, I'm killing to get rid of them. And I'm sure, I know you got the landowners that they hunt deer and they hunt turkey. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have agricultural fields, and those are the people that really want you in there to get rid of them. 
Because they'll decimate a field of soybeans. Oh, yeah, that, they'll get rid of them. Yeah. They'll, they'll tear soybean field all the shit yeah. in a short amount of time. I imagine if they could, you know, they knock down corn, eat corn, they can tomato yep. fields. Because from what I understand, they can eat a whole tomato plant where most animals can't. They can just eat the whole damn stalk. Tomato and everything. I've never really looked into tom- like about them eating tomatoes, but I, there's not a whole lot of tomato fields around here. But I mean, if you look at it, a bigger eat anything like we was talking about earlier, I don't see why they wouldn't eat a tomato plant because a pig will eat anything mm-hmm. and if there's a tomato plant I'm sure he'll eat it too well I know tomato plants are supposedly nightshade which is poisonous to eat yeah. the plant but hell if they can eat rat poison I don't see why in the world they couldn't eat a tomato plant exactly <laughs> I mean it's it's ridiculous they're definitely a that's a different breed right there mm-hmm. I mean now I know that there's a difference in different types of pigs you know, you got your wild hogs that we have here, and then you have what's called your Russian boars. Yeah, razorbacks. Now, now that if you ran into any of those kind of crossbreed looking hogs, that I mean, uh, I I've run into a few of them. I mean, they got the razor going up their back. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of the boars I've killed, a good many of them, they got that razor going up their back. You can see it pretty well mm-hmm. in some of my pictures. Now, I've heard, I don't know if it's, like I said, I don't know a whole lot about hogs. I know you got your cloven hoof hog, and then is it your, the Russian boars that have a cl- closed hoof? I don't know about that. I ain't really looked into that, no. which, I mean, you ain't going to see that around here too much, I don't believe. Unless somebody brought them in and released them. Yeah, which I, I a normal pig, like a wild boar, and then you got your deer. Your deer, they're going to be pointed at mm-hmm. the tips. A boar ain't. They have a rounded point. They're rounded. Well, so, so that, was, that answers my next question was how you can tell the difference between that and a deer track. A deer, yeah, a deer track's pointed at the tips of pig ain't. They're rounded off. Now, the deep the pigs, they have dew claws and all like a deer, too. What, um, at Up the back? Here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, like I said, I've never really ran into them to even look to tell the difference. I'm pretty, now that you mentioned, I'm pretty sure that day. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that day. Which I, I, don't, I don't really pay much attention to them anyways. Yeah. I kill them, throw them in the back of the truck and get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah, they're, like I said, if you get one that's small, like throw them on the grill, I want the little one and the little ones. I do the whole thing at once. I can do it. They, uh, I believe that one of the little ones tastes pretty good on the smoker. I don't know what, like you said, I don't want to deal with one of them old, older no. boars or anything like that. I killed that one. I shot that one. Well, I was sitting in a condo. And, uh, I just glanced out the right window. And there's three, two black ones and a white one. I was going to shoot the white That was back when I had my old night vision set up. I, I guess I was shooting Remington core locks. I go pull trigger and it goes click. Both the pig, all three of them pigs, they look directly at me before I could even get another bullet in there. That's gone. <laughs> 30 minutes later, I look down at the corn pile. There's a big boar standing down there. Click. I pull trigger and it does it again. Oh, like something ain't right. I take that bullet out. I go get back on it. I shoot. It gun goes off, thankfully. 
Well, at now after I've done, had two misfires, the gun went off. I'm shining flashlights trying to find my other bullets to stick in this gun. My wife is sitting there, and she's shining a light down there, a spotlight. And another boy comes up 50 yards from the condo. Now, with us making noise, shining lights and all that, that pig still, he came up. I shot him, too. But that one big one, the one I shot, the first one, that's the one that I showed you the other day. That's the one that had the three-inch cutters. Mm-hmm. The one you had mounted skull and all. Yeah, the European mount. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. That thing was that scary looking. My, I, it looked like somebody took a Dremel tool and sharpened those tusks on that thing. There ain't been not one tool touched on. That's their original cutters, original teeth, everything. And you said that that's because when they sit there and they like that they, sound, they're sharpening those. Yeah, tusks. when they're when they're popping their teeth together, mm-hmm. they're sharpening. Now I'm telling y'all guys, that thing was, you could touch it and it would almost cut your fingers. It was razor sharp. Yeah. But, uh, um, that's, that's why I really ain't too crazy about hunting on the ground like I did in the beginning. Like when that pig came at you, I mean, I didn't realize how bad that was until I killed that one. When I killed that one and I seen how sharp I was and how big I was. That's ridiculous, which I, there's a guy, he was down there, I, I think in Florida, on a swamp buggy, and uh, he shot a sow, or I think it was a sow, it might have been a boar. Anyways, he jumped off the buggy to go find it. And you know how they got that, like a palm grass down there, it's real tall? Yeah. Well, he was walking out there, there and he stepped, and he heard something squeal. He had stepped on a baby piglet that was up under that palm grass. Well, the mud, the sow came behind him and got him from right down below his butt cheek all the way down the backside of his leg all the way down. A little bit below his knee. Wow. He's down there screaming, hollering. His buddy's on a buggy thought. He, he just bullshitting. He's just playing. Mm. Nah. They get down there and his buddy's laid open. It looked like someone took a razor down the backside of his leg. Mm, that's scary. That's scary shit. Yeah, that. They're a scary little creature. That's for sure. Scary, destructive, and populate quick. They populate ridiculous fast. So it's if you've got them, it's almost impossible to get rid of them. All you do is kind of control the numbers. Well. I mean, you can trap them, but you go and you trap them, you kill, let's say, 15 out of that trap. I would think, I've never trapped them, but I would think, that, I mean, you'd have to move that trap. I don't think you can sit there and consistently keep catching them in the same spot. I don't know how they I, are. I don't know either. I've never had any dealings with trap. I've trapped just about everything in the state except for hogs. And I've never trapped pigs, which I'm I'm going to look into start doing that but i ain't too crazy about it. done spent the money and got the night vision set up mm-hmm. and you, you seem to really enjoy doing it too i i, I love it like i said I, I that and duck hunting them two things right there i'll do more than anything around you talking about duck hunting i was thinking about you the other day when we were down there fishing on lake rayburn man wood ducks teal mallards just flying around everywhere 
you can't duck hunt on that lake. No, not now. I see why. That's why. why they're down there. But it's been a long time since I've seen a teal in the wild, and mm-hmm. those some bitches fly fast. Mm-hmm. He was gone, man. He come up sort of whistling and like that, a bullet. That's like a wood duck going in a duck box. Mm-hmm. That's might piss out of themselves going in a duck box. They won't box. even stop. No, they go <laughs> shoot right in them. I've been duck hunting. I've been thinking about it three times, and uh, I think I killed one coot. <laughs> my uncle he got me into it and uh first time i went after that it was over it was like the same thing with hog hunting i mean with duck hunting you ain't gotta be that still uh, you can talk like me and you were talking now mm-hmm. um it's a it's a fun sport i think oh yeah there's when people they say when they get into it man they're into it yes it's, it's addictive I need to get me a dog, because, I mean, that, that shit gets old when trying to go find a damn wood duck in a swamp. Well, yeah, and you're, you got to be your hunter and the dog. <laughs> yeah, but that takes me back to, like, why I don't run dogs with pigs. got to feed them, take care of them. Yep, and the guy always worry about You're always going to worry about it. Mm-hmm. But I guess I'll just keep on retrieving my own ducks. <laughs> yeah, but I... Say like me and dogs. I'm, I like dogs, but having you know, a lot of people keep their dogs in the house. I'm, that drives me nuts. I can't yeah. have a dog hair everywhere. I don't like it myself. No, it's a definitely a, it's a passion thing. If you have hunting dogs and there's houndsmen out there, that's what they love. Just like you love hunting with the night vision. Oh yeah. You know, I like turkey hunting and all this stuff. It's a passion. Whatever you fall in love with, that's what you like to do. Mm-hmm. And a part of it is having the love for those hunting dogs. But, I mean, hunting dogs, that's just a thats a real touchy subject. Mm-hmm. Because, is. I mean, people's argued that fact for forever and a day. And this is with hogs. Yeah, this is with pigs. Like, I mean, people's argued that fact for forever and a day. That, oh, it doesn't mess deer up. Oh, it does mess them up. I, I don't know. I ain't ever had. I ain't ever done it like myself. Like, I mean, I've went with people and ran them and stuff, but I've never deer hunted a piece of property that I hunt hogs on. Mm-hmm. So I can't tell you if it does or if it doesn't. I got you. So you don't you don't have the first answer. It's back and forth. Yes. Yeah, like I said before, 6.5 Cree, more subject, same thing. Mm-hmm. People's going to say, yeah, that's the best gun around. I call bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, there's, it's just a hot, it's just a hot topic, hot round right now. Yeah, I will argue that fact. I call bullshit on that. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the whole thing. I mean, yeah, it's a good shooting gun, you're shooting paper, but yeah. we're going to leave it at that. I, ain't, I don't think yeah. it's a very, the best hunting round out there. Yeah. I know there's part of people listening to this going, bullshit, that's the best gun you could ever buy. I mean, my dad built one. It's a beautiful gun. Shoes great, and I'm sure it works good deer hunt. But I ain't gonna say it seriously. It's the best round. I ain't gonna take it and go kill a moose with it. No, no. That's so mad. I got the house. I would do it with it. Oh yeah, that's buy two to seven short mag, and mm-hmm. I would take in moose hunting in a heartbeat. You want a long range gun? Go get you a STW. That's mm-hmm. a mag STW. That's a that's a good round right there. Mm-hmm. Get a long range. Yeah. Like I say with that one right there, you've got you can get that seven mag all the way up two hundred and twenty grain bullets and yeah. go for it. And then and yeah, elk hunting, that's 
that and the 300 short mags and uh, even your um, just regular round 7 mags, 300 uh, mags and stuff like that. They're all good guns for long range hunting. I had a 300 wind mag and uh, I traded a boy. It was a, I bought it at a pawn shop. It was a Woodstock 200 anniversary. Yeah, it was an ADL. Mm -hmm. He he wanted a big gun. Well, I seen that Ruger skeleton stock seven mag he had. I said I'll trade you right now for it. Mm -hmm. Best trade I ever done. Cause that seven mag I can shoot it. I mean it kicks. But it don't kick like that 300 wind mag, Doug. God almighty. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing I love about that short mag. Even with that synthetic stock. Yeah. It kicks just a hair more than my 243. Yeah. And that's that's one of the big things about the short mags everybody loves with the recoil. And mm -hmm. you got the same bullet trajectory out of them. The only problem with that short mag is finding the damn ammunition for it. Yeah. Which I've been told now since all this virus and all that's going on. I, I was told... I think it was Friday that it might have been Thursday that Palmetto State Armor was closed or they was out of ammunition. Yep, um, ammunition. I was on the podcast last week. I went over that and they said the ammunition sales at one this one particular store is up 400 to 500%. I'm just, I'm just on order all mine off of cheaper than dirt. Mm -hmm. Well, those guys too were seeing a 60, 70% increase in ammunition sales. So it's it's getting harder to find. It'd probably be like it was before President Obama got reelected. When yeah. you couldn't find twenty two ammunition, nowhere. no. And yeah, it's just like twenty two. So it, mm. I don't understand what no other. I mean, a handful of them was gone, but it mostly twenty two. Twenty two nine millimeter and uh, two twenty three. Mm. That was what was hard to find, and like they were limited to two fifty round boxes. Yeah, twenty two ammunition at that time. I remember that two two fifty round boxes at Walmart's all you could get at a mm -hmm. time. Sent I go in there and get some send my wife in there and you can go get two more boxes. Yep. And and it's weird right now that nobody's buying it based on politics. That's what's yeah. changed. They're buying it right now for fear of safety and stocking up on it because they think they might need it if they looting starts and all this. Which I don't blame people for doing it one bit. I don't blame them, but I mean I think as long as you do what you're supposed to do, you wash your hands, you do stuff like that, you try hand sanitizer, stuff yeah. like that, I think you'll be all right with it, which I ain't worried about. If they, try, if they cut meat off or if you can't get it. Yeah, if you as long as you wrap your head around eating that hog, you're going to be fine, huh? <laughs> I ain't going to say I won't do something else, but <laughs> I, I'm going to have meat. Yeah, do some trading. Yeah. Yep. I know, um, so I was talking to a gentleman the other day. He's like, I ain't worried about it. He's like, I got 50 cows standing out in my field. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I can do my own butchering. He's like, I ain't going to worry about having to go to the store buy no damn food. Exactly. You know the right person. You'll be fine. As long as you got something to give them that'll help them out and they're willing to trade or just nice enough to give it to you or buy it, sell it to you, you'll be all right. But that's like the song said, Country Boys going to survive anyway. Oh, yeah, which, I mean, a lot of this, uh, I think media's blowing it up a lot. Yeah, I believe so, too. Um, they're trying to report facts as soon as they get them and get it out there, and the way they present it so fast, and it just looks like it's a booming, scary thing, but mm -hmm. it'll blow over with time, just like everything else. Oh, yeah. 
but I am seeing a lot more people, you know, helping their neighbors out and being more neighborly, calling mm. This is kind of back to like after nine eleven, back yeah. towards Katrina, things like that. Uh, that's about the time that Americans really pull together and start helping each other. You'll see the true, mm-hmm. the true American spirit coming up soon and right now and in the future how we're going to shake this thing out and then you got you know you're always going to have people like the people looting and stuff like that taking advantage of this kind of situation and i oh, think yeah. that's why people are stocking up on ammunition and things like that to prevent safety reasons i know a lot of first-time gun buyers are buying guns right now there was one lady i uh, was reading an article on and she went and bought a 357 magnum she said, she said, as long as it sits on my nightstand, I never have to use it. She said she's 100% against guns. She said, as long as it sits on her nightstand, she never has to use it. And that's perfectly fine with her. She no. went she went and shot it at the range a few times and put it on her nightstand, so she hopes she never has to use it. That's like all the guns in my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, unloaded gun ain't worth a damn. Nope. Uh, unloaded gun gets yourself killed. Yep, because you'll forget to do it. Yep. In a panic situation, you know... Um, I used to be against putting them in a lockbox. Mm. If you got kids, you got to put them in a lockbox. Mm-hmm. And um, I've done got down now where I hear some something in the house, and I need to get to it. I can be in that gun safe, got the gun within five seconds. It's right there. Yeah. Hit the button, it's mm. open. I got it. It's loaded, ready to rock and roll. Well, see, I mean, I ain't got any youngs or nothing, so I mean, if I prop shotgun up in a corner. Yeah. No one's gonna mess with it. Mm-hmm. It ain't gonna shoot nobody on its yeah. own. It's just gonna sit there until you're ready to use it. Yeah, exactly. So, I think we kind of ran off topic on the hog yeah, hunting. Yeah, a little but, bit. But, um, well, tell people, I know you got Instagram and all those things. Tell them about what your pictures and where they can find you on YouTube, or not YouTube, but um, Facebook and Instagram and all that. I mean, on Instagram, go to Lifted Taco 11 and, uh, You'll see pictures. I heck, I got just pictures upon pictures on there, and nothing but pigs, coyotes, deer, and uh, same thing with like Facebook. Just go to Will Hutchinson, and uh, on my cover photo, you'll see a picture of a pig. You know it's me. Yeah. But uh, if anyone has any problems with any pigs, coyotes predator problems anything like that get on there shoot me a message and we can go from there you got an email address you want to tell them about uh no i ain't gonna worry about the email yeah most people don't even yeah. use email anymore I, they mostly use facebook instagram yeah get that's, how, people. that's how i am i don't i don't even use email but but i think we basically covered everything yeah. um, is there anything else you want to mention about it or you want to go over you know, who makes you scope and all that kind of I stuff. I mean, scope, it's a ATN, 4K Pro, 3x14, night vision, and uh, my infrared light is a Sniper Hog Light 66. And, uh, I mean, I ain't nothing but AR-15 PSA 300 Blackout. And that's this one here. To use the the night vision, you got to put the light on it, right? To use the night vision, you have to use an infrared light. Okay, With, is that the red light that you had on there on the front, or is that just a flashlight? No, that's an infrared light. If you turn it on, all you see is a little red yep. dot glow. 
that's all you'll see is a little red dot. Okay, so clear if I, it's not like thermal where you just turn the scope on, you have to use it in combination with the infrared light yeah. to get the effect of it. And with this scope, you can also do... You can record, or, you can take pictures, you can hook it up to your phone. Uh, you can do... There's so much stuff you can do with that scope. I've yet to figure out everything you can do with it. Yeah. But you can switch it from day... Like, I can go take out a illuminator off it and go deer hunting with it. And then that night, I can switch it to night mode and go hog hunting or coyote hunting with it. Download all your videos, put yeah. them on Facebook, YouTube, whatever you want to do with yeah, it. Yeah, I can do any of that with it. It takes a little micro SD card on the side of it. And so far, you like that 300 blackout? Right now, I do. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a hell of a run. I didn't, I wasn't too crazy about it at first, but, like, I mean, I'm not shooting subsonic, so the bullet's not going as slow. <laughs> it's it's still taping the mail pretty good. That's, but, I mean, I ain't going to shoot subsonics anyways, but that's why I like it, because it, it ain't going so slow. And that's a big bullet. It's, it's like throwing a cinder block at them. Mm-hmm. How far? What's your your tactical range with that gun? You have to you think it will work. And I'd say anywhere from twenty yards up to two hundred. Okay. I I mean, I wouldn't shoot no farther than two hundred. If I'm gonna shoot that far, I reach over there and grab that two forty three. That two forty three would make a four hundred yard shot. Oh, yeah. You know as good as I do, mm-hmm. and make a far far-range shot in a heartbeat oh yeah so which i always she my wife she always takes that 243 and i take that one so if there's a coyote or a pig way out there i tell her either kill it or let me have the gun mm-hmm. so she enjoys it too she likes going man she she, she never been hog hunting or deer hunting any type of hunting fishing in her life me and her got together I think she loves it more than I do. <laughs> he brought her into it. That's good. She, she she fell in love with it. Well, that's really good. I'm glad you get her into it and can, y'all can enjoy that together. Oh, yeah. I'm glad I finally have that set up mm-hmm. so she can shoot one and I can shoot. Yep. That makes a... Lee ain't got to argue over who's getting the gun next. <laughs> I'll tell you what, there's been a few of them arguments in the condo. <laughs> well, man, it's been a good chat, and you've got a oh, lot of information. Yeah. I appreciate you coming and talking no, to me no about problem, it. no problem, man. I enjoyed it. And, um, man, uh, that's, if that's all you got to talk about about it, um, feel free. You know, you want to come back and do another one, update. Um, feel free to share your pictures on, on the Bottom Doll Outdoors group. You can put it up there, and um, I'll make sure and put all that information up there where people get a hold of you here in the upstate if they got somewhere you want to hunt, or if they got a place in the low state where they want you to just come and shoot some pigs. I mean, anywhere in the upstate, y'all like I said, pigs, kites, even if y'all have like soybean fields and y'all have deer, mm-hmm. and y'all need to get rid of them, depredation permit, let me know. Okay. I mean. I'll do that too. Anything that have to do with night hunting, I'll do it. As long as it's legal, I mean, I'll do it. Cool. Well, awesome. I'll make sure that everybody gets to know that information. Well, Will, I really appreciate you coming out, no man. No problem. Well, guys, that's going to be end of the, uh, this interview. 
stick around for a little bit and I'm gonna get into the events and things coming up if there's any left everything's getting shut down but we'll be back in just a few minutes thank you I hope y'all enjoyed that interview with Will there. It was good to sit down and talk to him for an hour or so about hog hunting and what he does. But again, you guys go check him out on Instagram. Handle again is at LiftedTaco11. If anybody in the upstate has anything that they have any problems with hogs or coyotes, want to get a hold of Will, let him come out there and shoot them for you. You can get a hold in there, uh, send him a message on Instagram, or you can send him a message on Facebook. You look for his name, Will Hutchinson. You can find him there. He's got a picture of him there with a hog. Click on him, add him, send him a message. Let him know what you got going on. And guys, as far as events coming up, we still have the same things that I had last week that were on last week's show. Uh, you got the Catapalooza coming up in June. And as far as I know, you still have the South Carolina National Wild Turkey Federation Sporting Clays and Turkey Calling event coming up in May. But other than that, there's nothing coming up as far as I know because of the whole deal with the coronavirus going on. So, guys, best thing to do right now is just stay your butts at home. Get If you can, go out, do some hunting and fishing. Just remember, try to stay away from other people. Try not to spread this virus around. Let's get through this as quick as we can. The best way to not do that is not to spread it to other people or catch it yourself. Well, guys, like I said again, I hope you really enjoyed the show. Hope we have another one like this soon. And you can get if you have any questions for me, you have any recommendations, you have any events coming up you want to talk about, you can get a hold of me at bottomdollaroutdoors at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook at bottomdollaroutdoors. You can also get me on Instagram at bottom underscore dollar underscore outdoors. And guys, Get out there and enjoy the outdoors while you still can. Take your kids outside, play with them, enjoy your time at home. But other than that, guys, God bless every one of y'all. God bless the United States of America. Y'all have a good week. Tune in next time. <laughs>